Luke chapter 2, verse 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, the angel of the Lord stood there before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And as angels showed up, they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you, what? Good tidings, say it aloud, good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was this one angel, a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God or singing glory to God in the highest. I catch it. And on earth, what? Peace, goodwill toward all men. Pray with me, please. Father, uh, you are the source of our life. We're here because of Jesus we need to hear from you, Lord. May your Holy Spirit breathe on us. Give us ears to hear what you're saying to the church in this day. Give us eyes to see what you're really doing and give us the hope and the courage to walk out with a song in our heart. We pray it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. You may be seated. I love Luke. And I love the Christmas story. I, those of you who know me, been around, if you're new, you, you don't know that I was saved on Christmas Eve. So I kind of get into Christmas really big every year. In fact, I believe that everything you need, basically, obviously the word of God is all there, is found in the Christmas story. That there is everything of God's goodness, salvation, all the stuff that is there, it's in the gospel. Now, there are four gospels. Each one of them have a version of the Christmas story. But maybe John may be my favorite. But my really thing is Luke, because Luke, everybody's singing. It's like an opera singing. It's like Handel's Messiah. Mary's singing, Elizabeth's singing, Zachariah's singing, everybody's singing along the way. But in the gospel of Luke, are you paying attention? There is some really difficult things. There is God doing more than just giving us a savior. I thank God that at Christmas time, we don't know when he was born, but right now the world celebrates Jesus, God in the flesh was born. Say a good amen. He's a savior, but there's so much more here. Listen carefully. There's something here beyond just the savior and that is the best thing ever, but the Christmas story, Luke is prophetic. There is the voice of God coming after 300 years, imagine, with no prophetic voice. There was no voice of God. God shut it down for 300 years to get everybody ready and hungry for that moment of visitation so that he, people would be full of need. Because the Bible says in the fullness of time, Jesus was sent. That means when everybody was at the right hunger in their heart, God sent forth his son. But there was this moment, a prophecy of the Holy Spirit prophecy that came into the whole being. Everybody who was overshadowed by God began to prophesy, I am a, you know, God has been good to me. You're going to do great things in the world. There was a prophetic truth. Do you know that in the Christmas story, God prophesies that Jesus is going to bring justice to the world. I know some of you are still thinking politics is going to solve it, but it ain't. I got, no, no, don't applaud. Don't, but I'm, going to, I'm going to challenge you. Now, you're making me mad. I don't have to do this anymore. I'm dangerous. I'm dangerous. All right? I am. You Democrats are crazy. 
I mean, Illinois is crazy. You Republicans are demon-possessed. I don't know what's wrong with all of you. Politics has divided us, and really, it's all about Jesus doing good things. Say a good amen, right? We got to understand, it, it's prophetically true that God says, I'm going to bring the justice, to, I'm going to bring the mighty smart Alex down, I'm going to exalt the humble, I'm going to bring justice to the world. All that is the Christmas story. God is saying, it's big, and you need to get ready for it. The most important beginning point, before I get to my three points, is to let you know that Christmas is about spiritual warfare. Do you understand you're in spiritual warfare? No, no, you, you really are. Christmas is spiritual warfare. Christmas is God invading the darkness of an oppressed people who needed to be delivered. And Christmas is all about the fact that I was, Andrew and I were talking uh, this yesterday and the last couple of weeks, God has changed my prayer life for you and for this whole national thing because I get to go and sit where you are a lot. And God has told me to pray over and over again. We war not against flesh and blood. People aren't the enemy. People are stupid. I didn't say it. You were smart. But people are not the enemy. It's the enemy who divides and destroys and brings sickness and sorrow. Give me a good amen. We come, and Christmas is God sending his son to bring light in the darkness that those who sat in darkness have seen a great light. It's to bring joy to the sorrowful person. It's to bring liberty to the captive. Christmas is good news. Christmas declares the importance of the Holy Spirit. That's not something you normally hear on a Christmas message, right? But if you look carefully, if you read, look, go home today, read chapter one and chapter two, you will see that everything that took place took place because the Holy Spirit moved afresh upon somebody's life. Zechariah was in the house of God doing the toll incense thing and an angel showed up and he said, hey, doesn't matter that you're old, you guys are gonna have children. Imagine being 70 year old and have an angel tell you you're gonna have kids. You know what I'd be doing? I'd be right here saying, Jesus, please, please. <laughs> Zechariah was happy, man. He began to sing, the Lord is gonna deliver the world. It's gonna be great things and the son that we're raising is gonna raise the house of God. Mary, just 15 years old, behaving herself, probably 15, no more, maybe 16. She's just doing her thing. She's a single, pure girl. And the angel shows up. And the angel says, Mary, you are so highly favored. God's been watching you. I love that. Nobody watched her, but God was watching her. And I've chosen you to work a miracle. You're going to have a baby without knowing a man and he will be the son of God and of his kingdom. There will be no end. And Mary says, how can that be? And watch. He said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. You understand that? Just the shadow of God. Last night when my wife was snoring and I couldn't sleep, I began to go through scripture and look at all the times. You know what? We want this big shaking for Pentecostal. But the Bible says just the shadow of God heals a woman with an issue of blood. Just the shadow of God and a miracle takes place. What am I trying to tell you? I'm all for the lights. You know, I believe in lights. I put up, I don't, we did this because they tracked a city. But do you know what God is saying? Are you listening? Can I hear an amen? amen? He's saying, 
You can't make Christmas happen without the power of God. You can't substitute lights and Christmas gifts and Amazon, God help us. You can't get enough food. You can't make life perfect. You're wearing yourself out. You're killing yourself. You need the breath of God to make this alive to you. And that's what God is doing at Christmas time. That's why I have such hope. That's why I preach it all the time. Because I know that where God's story is told, the Holy Spirit comes upon lives and just begins to breathe life. And all of a sudden, the sorrow begins to lift. And the fear begins to decrease. And God's presence comes. And I'm going to challenge you. Do all you got to do. But take a moment, go to the manger. I mean, in your mind, look at the gift of God and say, Holy Spirit, come and heal me and do a miracle in my life. Because that's what Christmas is about. Can I hear a good amen, really? That's what it's all about. Number two, how fast this is going. Christmas declares that God is greater. And what I want to say about that is, is simply this. God chose the hardest way to bring his son if I was going to bring my son into the world to save the world I guarantee you there would have been a photo team we would have been at the four seasons I'd have been on Facebook doing every little thing I'd be broadcasting it down the street but no God chose to come the hard way to show you he's in charge a little girl, young lady, is pregnant, riding a donkey, nine months pregnant. Ladies, how many believe that's the favor of God? And you are getting me a cab. You call Uber. I am not going to hospital in that piece of junk. God did. They got there. There was no influence. There was no room at the hotel at the inn. Nobody to give them any kind of bribe so they go out to the manger they go out to the cave where the animals are and there the son of God is born and the world is trying to kill him Herod kills everybody under age two all over the land because he's afraid of a king taking over the religious are panicking because they don't want their power gone the wealthy don't understand a thing that's going on and the devil's trying to destroy a little bitty baby but if Christmas could not be destroyed then are you listening then the enemy can't destroy us now if he is faithful to then he can do it now and I know you're afraid. It's a crazy, it's a world. I have too much time on my hand, so I got onto YouTube. YouTube is the devil. <laughs> I got into somebody called Heather and the Pirates of the Caribbean guy with a lawsuit over eight years, and I don't even know who they are, but I'm mad about it. I don't understand. I don't understand YouTube. It just makes you mad. I, I can't help it. Everything I watch, it makes me mad. I mean... Ohio State just got beat, and I'm still battling with that. Why am I finding more depression by watching a news conference at the White House? It's not political, folks. I'm just saying, Jesus at Christmas time is trying to tell you that he has got all this thing in order. When I was just re when I was just recovering and retired, and Pastor Marty had come, and I drive by outside there, I always saw God's got this. It always blessed me. 
And I always bluffing you. In fact, I'd go up and down a couple times just to see it again. Because it didn't feel like God got it. Can I hear an amen? It doesn't feel good. But God is still Lord. So I began to take some time and began to think about my story. I got lots of time now. And I thought about how I was born and I had brain damage. And the doctor told my parents to put me into a home. I mean, just a baby because I had swollen brain and, and ever. And they, the church prayed. And I'm as normal as <laughs> I made it. I remember when school, I, could, I couldn't see and make anything. I remember when I got into the world and overdosed at college and God was faithful. I remember when we didn't have any money. A young pastor couple were in North Carolina and literally we were just all on our own. We don't know, we've never been below the Mason-Dixon line. If you cross the Mason-Dixon line, a Yankee never is seen again. I don't know if you know that or not. They, they disappear somewhere in North Carolina. They just disappear. And we, it was a snowstorm. I was pastoring 60 people and it was three weeks. We had no offering. We literally had no food. We were stuck in the house. We had no electricity. The wires were down. We we're by the fireplace. Just Andrew and I thinking, God, is this your will? And there's a knock on the door and a guy showed up and says, hey, Pastor Ross, you're new here. Uh, would you like, we do, we do clam chowder. I, I got to be honest with you. I don't understand clams. I don't know why a human being would put clams into soup and say it's good. I don't know who did that, but I love clam chowder now. I, I love it. Every time I think clam chowder, I think, oh God, you are so good to remember who I am and what I need. Folks, that's Christmas. I want you to just take a moment. I know you got bills. I know problems, but please hear this from the prophetic art. God has a plan for you. He's got you in his eyes. He's in control and he's working all things together for good. And Christmas says no matter what the world throws at us, no matter how bad it gets, God is in charge and he has good news for us. Say a good amen. amen. Last three po third point before I give you my, my story here. Christmas is boldly singing the good news in the time of darkness. Now this is, this is personal and it's different, so give me just a moment. I've saved some time for this. I, I, I've, I believe, always have believed as a Christian that worship brings the presence of God. I always have. I mean, I, and you know, you, if you've been around here, you know I can't sing. I am not telling you I can sing. I don't pretend to sing, but I sing. I don't sing because you like it. I don't sing because my wife wants me to. In fact, some people in my family tell me not to sing, but I refuse to be oppressed by that thought. I sing. I sing all the time. I sing. And I have a little baby. She's watching. The, my two little grandkids are watching this right now. Melody, my Archie, my firstborn grandchild, that little red hair. What, a, what an awesome. She's there. Hi, hi, Melody. And then I have little Maddie. Maddie is a one and a half years old. And both of them, since they were little babies, little, I mean, since they were, I was trusted with them. Stay with us. I would take them. And when nobody was paying attention, like I'd walk, right? The kid was asleep. I'd sing to them. Yeah, I know it's dangerous, but I sang. 
I would always make up, it was always a song. I always made a song up. I go like this. Oh, Maddie had a little farm. She played all day with Pa. We had a dog that barked, barked, barked. And we had a cow went moo, moo, moo. We swam in the pool and had some lunch. And we had a time. We worshiped God and we went to church. And we said, life is fine. And she, you know, this, this girl who was born fairly large just kind of cuddled in a long way, you know. And now I'm the singer. Like, everybody tries to take my job. I'm the family. That's really sad, isn't it? I'm the, I'm the voice. So Andrea's tried to rob the song. She, Maddie doesn't want her to sing. Maddie doesn't want Michelle who's watching to sing. She wants Pa. So I was just there in St. Louis. Stay with us. And I was singing her and we're having the Christmas story and whatever it is going on. And, and we, we came back up here and Michelle texted and said, watch this. Maddie is watching Bing Crosby sing. I'm dreaming of a white, you know. And she, one and a half years old, points to the TV screen and says, Pa, la, 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 pa, la, 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 la. And Ma Ma Michelle's a musician. She's trying to save the poor kid from thinking that's music. I mean, I get the whole point. She says, no, that's, that's Papa. This is, that's Bing Crosby singing. No, Papa, la, 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 la. And I got it right now. She's watching, she's watching right now on, T on, on, on the thing, on Hodilla. Now, what, what was my thing? When Christmas came, in the hardest of times, when the Rome was oppressive, when taxes were unbearable, where no freedom was found, the angels of God appeared to outsiders in the field. And the angels, in the, in the, in the Greek it says, the host, which means thousands. Now, we know in scripture that one angel can destroy a nation. We know that from the book of Revelation. We know that from Daniel. But in the Christmas, a little baby's born, and let's say a thousand angels are in heaven singing praises to God. Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth. So I'm in my car praying for you. That's what I do when I'm kicked out of my house. I sit in the car by Publix and I sing. God put this song on my heart. And that's the most amazing heart. It's not a, it's, it's do you remember that the choir sang it here a while ago? It's COVID now, we can't do that. But it's, it goes, ride on King Jesus. Do you remember that one? Ride on King Jesus. No man cannot hinder me. I said, ride on, you know. I'm doing this in the car, right? I'm thinking all night and night. In that great getting up morning, fare thee well, fare thee well. In that great getting up morning, fare thee well. See, can't you, he's trying to help. Can you not appreciate the fact that he's trying to help? When you see the thunder crashing, when you see the lightning flashing, when you see the stars are falling, when you see the chariots coming, fare thee well. You know what I'm saying? God's got this. Good is coming. It's all good. Now, now here's the story. Here, I, there is a time to sing quietly. I love Silent Night, my favorite song, right? And there's time to be quiet worship. I got this down now because I'm a worshiper out there with you. 
I get that. There's a it's moment of God's presence. But folks, there is a time when you need to sing with attitude. This is what this is. This is what this song is. You know what? I did research. This song was finally recorded in the 1880s because it was a song of the slaves. It was a song from those who were in slavery, who went to the church and they didn't have musicians. They didn't have, they didn't write it down. They just sang songs because they needed to sing. And somewhere along the line, God gave this song, all, you know, right on King Jesus, gave it to a little African-American church and it caught on. In the 1890s, a group of singers called the Jubilee Singers Actually, someone sent me a picture of it after last night's service. Four men who were raised in slavery in college in Tennessee wrote some of these words down because it was all oral translation, oral transmission. And they sang it and they began to sing it and all of a sudden revival began to go. White people got into this. And they actually went to New York City and they sang in Carnegie Hall and they're singing all these songs. Now what they didn't choose was this. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. I'm just a chipmunk of God in the forest of green. I'm making this up because I don't have to do this anymore. I just want you to know. No, no. They decided that they were going to say, you know what? It doesn't matter what men are trying to stop me from doing. God is with me. Can I hear an amen? Now listen to it. So this New York guy, this New York guy, true story, decided he was going to write it theologically correct. So he rewrote it this way. No man cannot hinder him because Jesus is Lord. And, and they said, no, 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 that's not the song God gave us. Jesus is victorious and Lord. Say a good amen. But he's in me and you can't stop me from God's plan in my life. I know it's hard. I know it's sad out there at times. I'm not making up. I, I, I get it. I sit out there. I sit with friends. I'm still pastoring my community. I know what the enemy is doing, but it's Christmas and God needs you to focus on him. He wants you to look up and join the angels who see from the real perspective and say, good news unto you is born this day a savior who is Christ the Lord. And he, you can find him you can worship him and it's all going to be good. There are a lot of people giving up on church. Just a lot of people. And I think that's a mistake. I think the mistake is we don't realize how much we need each other, Pastor Marty. I don't think we realize how much we give to each other, even when we disagree and fight with each other. I think we just need this Christmas more than ever, the world needs you and I to do something a little more aggressive and lift up the voice of victory and say, God has this in control. And one day, folks, hey, listen to this. They couldn't stop Christmas. That means prophecy is true. They couldn't keep him in the grave. That means one day soon we will join 
all those who have gone before us and we will be like him and it will be worth it all. Can I hear a good amen? Thank you for watching the Calvary Church YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss a video. If you made a decision to follow Christ today, be sure to text CC New Life to 94000. Someone from our team will reach out to you, say hey, and talk a little bit about what that decision means for you. For more information on our church, head to calvarynaperville.org or follow us on social media by clicking the links in the description. Hope to see you in person soon. Have a great day.